This is the Talk of Fame Network, featuring Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges from the Boston Herald, Rick Gosselin of the Dallas Morning News, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. And now, let the debates begin. Who is a Hall of Famer? Will they be enshrined in Canton? Do they have the numbers to get in? Let the experts who make the decision tell you who will be signing their name with HOF next to it. And now, it's the Talk of Fame Network. I'm going to tell you a story. I'm going to tell you about my town. I'm going to tell you a big fat story, baby. Gooseman, you're a 60s music guy. Who is that? That's a Standell singing Dirty Woman. You are correct, sir. And Ron, you know what they're talking about? I do know what they're talking about. Talking about the greatest city in America. No, it's not New York, Ron. They're not talking about New York. Boston. That's their home. It's your home, Ron. Yes, sir. And now it's our home, too, with WMEX 1510 in Boston joining the Talk of Fame Network. It's our second week there, and it's a station, Ron, you and I know pretty well um, because uh, we first started this show, which was two and a half years ago. Um, we started there, and we did it those from Those hallowed third, halls. Those hallowed halls. That's right, hallowed halls. Looking across the harbor at the city of Boston from Quincy from our third floor studio, and we had Rick on the line in Dallas. It was a great time. Oh, it was great. It's the only studio in America with water views. Great location, <laughs> great management, great lineup of shows, and now we're happy to be added to their weekends, uh, 1 o'clock on Saturdays. You can hear Talk of Fame Network. You're the Goose Man. You're Clark. Dr. Data. Occasionally, they'll leave me a bogus operation or two. There you go. Well, <laughs> All good. Ron, as I said, it was two and a half years ago. Those were the wow. days when we started with one affiliate, and they were our only affiliate. Exactly. But now we're close to 80 or, or 90. I've lost count. So a lot's happened in the short time that we've been apart. Um, and that's a way of getting into today's show, because what's going to happen today is that we're recognizing a couple of anniversaries. First, the move of the Chiefs, then the AFL champion Dallas Texans to Kansas City. That was 1963. And then the decline and fall of the USFL, a league that deserved really a a better fate, but shut down in 1986, 30 years ago, thanks to you-know-who. Anyway, it's appropriate that we have former Chiefs tight end Fred Arbanis. El Jefe, you mean? <laughs> Is that what you call him? Yeah. Um, an all-decade choice. Maybe your next Presidente. <laughs> uh, we have former Chiefs tight end Fred Arbanis, an all-decade choice, with us, as well as former USFL and NFL executive Carl Peterson, to talk about his all-USFL team. He chose him. He's going to talk about him. We're going to critique them. We're also going to hear from Bob Moore, who's the former publicist for Carl Peterson's Philadelphia Stars, and Kansas City Chiefs, and he's someone who really can bridge that gap between the USFL and the NFL, hopefully with insights into both leagues. But uh, we're also going to hear why former defensive back Don Dahl from the Gooseman's neck of the woods, Detroit, belongs in the Hall of Fame. And with Memorial Day upon us, it's going to be this weekend, remember the NFL greats who passed away in the last calendar year. But first, it's on to the headlines, and Gooseman... With WMEX Boston, 1510 carrying us, it's only fitting that we go where we've been so many times before. And that would be the story that never ends, sort of like those Rocky sagas. Only this one. Free Brady! There you go. It's called Tom Brady. 
Clark, Tom Brady has won almost 78% of his career starts in the NFL, but he's only 500 in the courts, so he wants to keep playing this game. He's going back to the U.S. Court of Appeals and wants an expanded panel of judges to review his case. He's hoping more eyes in this case can see the injustice of what he perceives as an unfair legal process. Well, Ronnie, I, I'm, I'm no legal expert. You are neither, and neither is a gooseman, but it, I think all of us agree. This kind of looks like the equivalent of a Hail Mary to me. Um, I understand why Tom Brady's doing it. Um, he's one of the game's greatest quarterbacks, as Goose said. He's won nearly, what, 78% of his games, uh, won four Super Bowls, and he's trying to preserve a legacy that's been tarnished by what I consider a vindictive commissioner. But you know what? But a friend of the show. <laughs> he is a I'm friend like of the Well, he was until this week. <laughs> <laughs> Not a friend of mine, but a friend of the show. But enough already, okay? Enough. There was a column in this week's New York Daily News by a Hall of Fame voter and friend of the show, Gary Myers, that, that I agree with. I mean, essentially, Gary called on Roger Goodell to back off on Deflategate and go after the issues that really matter to the league, like concussions and protecting players. And Gary said, quote, one day head injuries will threaten the NFL's existence. Ron, what do you have to say about that? Well, I think it already is to a great extent. I mean, the, the, you know, one of the great concerns is that you know, Pop Warner football participation is is dropped off by about 10%, and most people believe that's a parental reaction to the concussion epidemic, and, and you know that affects uh, future business because uh, kids won't have that same sort of visceral connection to the fall right. uh, that they have when they start off playing uh, football as a kid. Uh, so I think they, they they are concerned about that. Now, now at this point, Goodell would be happy to drop the flight gate. You know, Brady's the one carrying the ball now. He's happy to just live with a decision, that, <laughs> which is a win for him. So uh, it's, it's now sort of in Brady's corner on that end. But I think that, uh, you know, certainly when you have a congressional committee uh, that has done a report accusing the NFL of trying to use its financial might to get uh, a respected doctor from Boston University uh, thrown off a... National Health Institute study, and uh, and it appears that that's what happened. You know, they denied it, as you guys will remember, they denied it. Uh, but we all knew that was they were fibbing, fibbing. We like to say fibbing. Donald Trump would say liar. Uh, but either way, uh, we know what <laughs> we know. We know what went on. And and Myers has a good point. Well, Goose, where do you stand on this? And I'm talking about Gary Myers' story. I mean, he says the Flategate has been treated by the NFL as the football crime of the century, when the real crime is what's happening to those players. Do you agree? Sure, it, it's a crime. But, but what's the solution? You know, football is a violent sport. There are always going to be bone-breaking hits and helmet-rattling concussions. The physicality is part of what makes the game so popular. But, but how do you, do you address the concussion issue? Do you mandate that after one concussion, a player sit? Should he retire after a concussion? Uh, how, do you mandate that after five years, all players must retire to preserve their quality of life as they start to age? You know, if you play the game, you can't escape the violence. You can commission all the studies you want. We already know the problem, but what's the solution? I don't know. Roger Goodell doesn't know, and I don't think the NFOPA knows. But you know what, Goose? In boxing, you get concussed in a fight, you get knocked out, you can't uh, spar for 90 days. If boxing can figure something out, you would think that these guys in their fancy $2,000 suits could figure something out. They don't we want to commission Ron to do the study. 
Yeah, there you go. I wouldn't <laughs> well, have to do a study. But I think that's Gary's point. Answer. I think that's Gary's point. You know, instead of channeling all this money towards uh, the lawyers and trying to figure out who took the air out of the football, forget it. Just, you know, call it even now. Let's move on to something else. Let's put our efforts and our money towards this. And you're right. I mean, it's, it's tough to figure out a solution, but let's just try to find one. Anyway, let, let's enough about that. I, I want to ask about another item about Tom Brady here. And that is me this week. That was a SportingNews.com poll. The relief that revealed he's the fifth most hated player in the NFL. The fifth most hated player just behind Greg Hardy. What, Ron, you cover this guy. You want to explain that one to me? Well, you know, look, on, on, on one level, it's ridiculous. Uh, I mean, he was ahead of Ray Lewis. And the last time I looked, Brady's never been in an orange jumpsuit walking into a courthouse. So, you know, and accused of being an accessory to murder. Uh, so, you know, that was kind of weird. Uh, having said that, if you saw that most recent Tom Brady commercial uh, where he walks down the hallway right. to the, you know, yeah. into the room with the with the uh, with a mattress, Bad. I think mattress, right? Yeah, and he's in the fancy jacket, and he's got the thing sticking out of his pocket, and the hair is perfect, and everything like that. Uh, I think players who, who opponents who know him far differently as trash talking, yapping, complaining, bitching, moaning, uh, <laughs> trying to work the referee's guy. See those kinds of things, and they go, let's just get a little uh, case of prickly heat. Goose, it sounds like he just made Ron's top ten of most hated players. Would he make your top ten or top five most hated players? No, I'm not even close. You know, I, I can count up ten past or present players in this league that have been involved in domestic disputes who would be ahead of Tom Brady on any such list. You don't hit a woman. Brady, to my knowledge, has never struck a woman. Okay, we've got about a minute left, guys. Let's expand this a little bit. Uh, who makes your top five? And, and, and let's not use the word hated. I mean, that's pretty strong. How about uh, the five guys you'd least like to deal with? Goose? Warren Sapp, Seth Joyner, Marshall Falk, Deion Sanders, Travis Frederick. Basically, guys, you don't have much time for the media. You don't want to talk to me? I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> Ronnie, I want to talk to you. Your top five. Goose, the bottom line dude. Bill Belichick, most disrespectful uh, <laughs> guy I've ever dealt with in sports. Charles Haley, when he's not on his meds. Warren Sapp, whether he's on meds or not. Brian Holloway, who was more full of crap than a Christmas goose. And a guy named Stephen Starling, who once demanded to be on the Patriots postgame show because he was getting ignored. And when they put him on and asked him a question, he said, it's none of your business. On their own show. <laughs> well, one thing we don't hate, guys, here are commercials. They pay our bills. So we're going to go to one. When we return, it's this week's Hall of Fame and Shame. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC.com. If your computer runs slowly and whose computer doesn't, just go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software to cure what may be ailing your PC. That's MyCleanPC.com. Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green, the iconic cleaning formula known around the globe. Since being introduced to households and businesses over 35 years ago, the family of Simple Green products has grown. The one thing all of them share is my full commitment to their excellence. Simple Green. Try a Simple Green product today, and if you're not 100% satisfied, I'll refund your money. Visit us at simplegreen.com. Simple Green. Simple Green. At GEICO, we've been innovating car insurance for over 75 years with forward-thinking ideas like online quotes and the GEICO mobile app. And to prove it, we'll play one of our first radio commercials from 75 years ago. By Jiminy, Geico could save you money on your car insurance, which is what we'll be doing over 75 years from now. Who knows? Maybe with some sort of application that's accessible on a futuristic handheld device. We'll call them online quotes. See? Forward thinking. Geico. Saving people money for over 75 years. Not a morning person? Yeah, me neither. So I'll make this simple. Bacon. Egg. Cheese. Chris Sandwich. You awake yet? Good. 
Right now at Burger King, get two hot and flaky croissant breakfast sandwiches for just $4. That's two croissant for just $4 at Burger King. Pile tie with crispy bacon, fluffy egg, and melted cheese. And they're two for $4. Hey, treat yourself. It's the morning. Get two croissant for just $4 today. Only at Burger King. Limited time only. Price of participation vary. That's not an alarm. It's a wake-up call. The 2016 Road Glide Special. With a powerful, high-output twin-cam 103 engine, big-time braking power, and Harley-Davidson Project Rushmore technology from fairing to fender. It's time to take one for a ride and start living your legend today. Wake up. Your dream starts today at your Harley-Davidson dealer. Live your legend. Music is with us wherever we go, whoever we're with. The sounds we share bring us together. Like the sound and feel of an Epiphone Les Paul Jr. for just 99 bucks. Keep the beat going with a Meinl Cajon drum just $49. Or strike a chord with Ernie Ball strings. Three packs for 10 bucks. This Memorial Day weekend, find your sound at Guitar Center, in-store and online. When you're a kid, monsters live under your bed. When you're a grown-up, monsters come in the mail. You know, bills. But by refinancing your mortgage with Quicken Loans, you could save hundreds of dollars each month. Money you can use to shrink those monstrous bills down to a size that's not nearly as scary. Call 800-QUICKEN or visit us at quickenloans.com. Again, that number is 800-QUICKEN. Buy in. Quicken Loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges. Cannot play with him. Rick Gosselin. Cannot win with him. And Clark Judge. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want winners. Thank we can win with my clean pc if your computer runs slowly log on to mycleanpc.com for a free diagnosis and within minutes you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing it down that's mycleanpc.com talk of fame networks also brought to you by geico ron you know what it means when geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15 percent. yes 15 percent or more on car insurance sports writers dream freebies <laughs> right you should have gone to geico.com 15 minutes ago so go there. Uh, listen, before we begin the roll call for this week's Hall of Fame or Hall of Lame, I want to ask you guys about a couple of items that appeared this week. Um, do you see that uh, the NFL could move the Pro Bowl to Orlando? Orlando, did you guys see that? Goose? Yes, sir. Okay, well, they didn't want to kill the game before. <laughs> they move it to Orlando. I think they'll kill it now. I mean, who's going to go, Goose, man? I'm the wrong guy to ask. The Pro Bowl hasn't existed in my calendar for about 25 years. You know, when the best players stop going and stop competing, I stop caring. Everybody wants to get voted the Pro Bowl in today's NFL, but no one wants to go play in the game. I remember one time Emmett Smith grousing about uh, not making the Pro Bowl team, and the team he yelled at him, what do you care? You wouldn't play anyway. <laughs> <laughs> We're on the ass that to uh, Tom Brady every year, don't they? Yeah, I know. He never showed you. You care. Not going to play. Uh, Marino no, actually, Favre. if you don't play, they shouldn't give you credit for it. Agreed. Uh, that, 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 that yeah, I agree. Right. But, you know, uh, look, I know it was going to attend. You know, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, Dopey and Sleepy <laughs> and all those Doc. No, we're, he, we're here. We're here. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey, Goofy, Donald, we'll all be there. It, look, it, it's gonna, it'll be just like an extension of, of Disney World, you know. Welcome to the sports land. You know, it'll be great. Well, I'm with the goose on this. I think they should just eliminate the game. And I think that's becoming a popular opinion. But the question that becomes, Goose, replace it with what? 
or do we just simply need to replace? We just eliminate it? Replace it with nothing. The Pro Bowl is fake football, and there's no such thing as fake football. Nothing, also nothing worse than fake football. I wouldn't pay a nickel to watch that patty cake brand of ball. And if I'm watching TV, I'd rather watch the Pro Bowlers Tour than the Pro Bowl. At least in bowling, a ball strikes pins. There's no striking done in the Pro Bowl. It's not football, so don't try to pass it off as such. What do you mean there's nothing like fake football? Apparently you haven't seen a Jacksonville game lately. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. Brownies. Actually, you know what they do? They could make the two worst teams play in the game. This would actually give it meaning. I'm just thinking off the top of my head as we speak, as I often do. The two worst teams in the league play this game, right? And then the loser is relegated to, like, some other league, like they do in the Premier uh, or they're not allowed to play for you. It'd be great. That would be an intense football. It'd be just what Goose would love. Guns, knives, machine guns. It'd be great. Coaches go crazy. Get the Raiders playing in it. <laughs> there you go. Hey, Rebounds off of that. More Raiders, Guns the better it is. Um, speaking of great games, uh, there was also that item about the Bears charging more for the Green Bay game because... It's a great game. It's the most attractive opponent. So um, what they're doing now is not exactly new, but it's new to them. There are more and more teams, Goose, sort of setting prices based on the quality of opponent. You like this? You think it's a good yeah. idea? Yeah, of course. All sports are not doing it. Jacking up the price for what they label. They do in Dallas, Goose? Yes. Hockey, basketball, premium games. You know, I'm okay with it. If conversely you drop the ticket price for the right. inferior opponents, if you're gonna if your season costs say hundred dollars, you jack up the price for hundred twenty five for the Patriots, but also lower it to seventy five when the Browns come to town. I'd be all in favor of that. How about you, Ron? Ghost, ghost, ghost. Please. How long have you been around the NFL? There is no inferior games in the NFL. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> well, look, you know, I don't like it on some levels, but on another level, like it's no different than concerts. You know, you. If we're going to go see Flo Rida, we're going to pay as much as when we go see Springsteen, even though I'm a Flo Rida fan. You know, if, if Clark and I are going to go to the theater and we're going to see Hamilton, it ain't as much as if we're going to – I mean, it costs more than if we're going to go see Franklin. <laughs> you know, that's just how it is. So they're doing the same thing. I don't like it. And I don't think it – I'm not sure about this, but I don't think it impacts season ticket holders. I don't think. Flo Rida, you like it, huh? Yeah. You have no idea who Flo Rider is, Clark. I, I have no idea. No, I, I, I like Derek Easy knows. Rider better than Flo Rider. Flo Rider? Come on, bring yeah. it Yeah. There you go. Yeah, there you go, Roger. Bring Flo it Rider, on. He'd be full of lead. <laughs> it's a signal that it's induction time, guys. It's time to name this week's Hall of Famer shame, and Flo Rider might be on it. Uh, Goose, you're the senior member on this Hall of Fame board. So where are you going to go start with this thing? And please tell me it's not with Flo Rider. Okay, you can print a Hall of Fame ticket right now from Vernon Adams. This is a talented young quarterback who led Oregon to a 9-4 and record in his only season with the Ducks. He threw 26 touchdown passes against only six interceptions. That was selected the MVP of the East-West Shrine game after throwing three more scores. But he's only 5'11". He was passed over in the NFL draft. So instead of groveling, he signed a three-year deal with Montreal and the CFL. Most young quarterbacks aren't ready for the NFL coming out of college anyway, and the CFL should be a more attractive option. Go learn to play the position at a professional level and prove yourself. Then, like Doug Flutie and Warren Moon, you can return to the States and become a coveted commodity. So bravo, Vernon Adams. He made a decision based on what was the best interest of his career, not the best interest of his pocketbook. Wow. Well, this will surprise you, but I'm going the other direction. I'm going Hall of Shame. And no that goes to, there. Yeah, well, that goes to one of uh, Clark's favorites. 
blow right a picture up. of Johnny Manziel uh, last week oh, at some gin joint in Vegas. The guy looked like he'd OD'd on the Atkins diet. His arms were like spaghetti arms. It was unbelievable. Dude weighed 207 pounds when he got drafted. Now he looks like he weighs 107 pounds. Dude is a train wreck to shame. I mean, it's 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 unbelievable. I don't know how it's going to end, but it's just going down, 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 down. He makes Todd Marinovich look like a well-adjusted fella. <laughs> well, I, I'm, it is unbelievable. Actually, it's very believable considering his history. I'm going where we've gone so many months before, guys, and that's to the commissioner's office to make my own appeal. End this deflate gate nonsense now. There's no evidence Tom Brady did anything wrong. The Welsh report's about as reliable as your guy, Johnny Manziel, Ron. Your lead witness, referee Walt Anderson, he doesn't even remember what gauge he used. You want to impose the same sentence on Tom Brady for maybe having a general knowledge of taking air out of football as you did for Greg Hardy for beating a woman's sense? Come on. Bottom line, this is doing nothing but damaging the reputation of someone who doesn't deserve it and damage the integrity of a league that needs to move on. So move on. Roger Goodell, welcome to the Hall of Shame. Bring it on. Free Brady! Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Rob. Lawbreakers. There, there is a simple way of ending the Deflategate saga. Right now, Brady, Brady is the one holding the losing hand. Would you recommend that he drop all appeals, set out the four games, and then come back in October just to get all this behind us? No. I'll keep appealing this. Well, you said let's get it behind us, so that's yeah. the way to do it. Right now, he's got the losing hand, so... Lay it down. No, it's up to it's up it's up to the commissioner to say no more four game suspension. Bingo. Let's no, go. Let's move on. They've already ruled in his behalf. They've ruled he that won. he can impose a bad sentence. He can do that. The CBA the gives him the rule him to, him the right, right to impose a bad sentence. The union gave him that right. Yeah, no, I understand that. But it's a it's a stinky sentence. It just it's, it's awful. I mean, it says, come on, stinky, stinky. But right now the courts are behind him. Right. The courts are behind his right to do it. Okay, he's imposing a, he's Tom, imposing a four-game suspension for thinking that maybe he knew Tom that can end it. Tom can say, okay, I'll sit. I'll see you guys in October. Then it's done. Hey, you know, one thing is clear about this, uh, Clark, and very few things are, I admit, but one thing is clear. You may think that he didn't do it. Clearly, the commissioner thinks he did do it, and he <laughs> he's made that clear. And you don't have to believe him, and you can say you don't know how he arrived at that, but he clearly thinks he did it. So there you go. Well, he didn't. I don't know anyone, anyone knows he did it, but I do know this. We know, know who's coming up next. Former <laughs> Chiefs tight end Fred Arbanis. So we're going to get to him after we break for commercial. You'll listen to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. QL1, this is Control. Does Rocket Mortgage require me to come in and speak with someone? Negative Control. With Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, you can go through the entire mortgage process on your own and completely online. Copy that, QL1, but if I wanted to speak to someone, do you think they're out there? They're out there, all right. Their award-winning client service is beyond anything I've ever experienced. Three, two, one. Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com. Push button, get mortgage. Rocket. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Hi, Tom Bodette. Somewhat in knots over this trendy new hairstyle called a man bun. I mean, what's next? The he-hive? Well, Motel 6 recently got a new updo of sorts, too, with renovations nationwide. And even with our fresh modern look, you'll still find rooms at the lowest price of any national chain. So you can save up enough money to get yourself a haircut. 
or maybe a hat. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book direct at motel6.com. Music is with us wherever we go, whoever we're with. The sounds we share bring us together. Like the sound and feel of an Epiphone Les Paul Traditional Pro, just $349. Sing it out loud with a Shure SM48 vocal mic, just $29. Or strike a chord with Ernie Ball strings, three packs for $10. This Memorial Day weekend, find your sound at Guitar Center, in-store and online. Hi, can I help you pick out some flowers? Yeah, I need a centerpiece, but these yellow ones are too bright for a fundraising event. Do you have anything in uh, Gamboge? Gamboge? Gamboge. As a small business owner, you've got enough to deal with. Let the experts at Progressive insure your business so you can focus on uh, Gamboge. With over 30 commercial auto and business coverage options, we'll build a plan that's right for you. Oh, and they need to be hypoallergenic. Visit ProgressiveCommercial.com to get started. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. This is just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing it down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Well, our first guest was a key member of the most successful team in AFL history. Fred Arbanis played tight end for a franchise that won three AFL titles and a Super Bowl. That would be the Kansas City Chiefs. But Fred was no ordinary tight end. He played the position so well, he was named to the all-time all-AFL team. Fred won his first AFL title with the Dallas Texans in 1962 and his last two with the Chiefs in Kansas City after the Texans moved there in 1963. Fred Arbanis, thank you for joining us. Well, it's my pleasure. Hey, Fred, the Rams are moving to St. Louis, from St. Louis to L.A. this season. Clark mentioned in your intro you also played for a team that moved from Dallas to Kansas City in 63. The difference is that your team was coming off an AFL championship season at the time. How difficult was the transition to a new city? Well, it it really wasn't that difficult back then. Uh, Most of the guys on the team were pretty young. I was like a couple years out of college, and like Jim Tyre and a few of the other ball players, we lived in one of Bunker Hunt's uh, beautiful apartment complexes, and they were completely furnished. So we didn't have to have any furniture or anything. So when uh, when it came up that uh, the team was going to move, I was really disappointed because I I liked Dallas. I was raised in Detroit, and I was ready for a move, and really liked Dallas. And I just got me a job uh, selling ready-mixed concrete for rich concrete. One of my teammates, Frank, Frank Jackson, that went to SMU, he, uh, uh, his uh, brother was the manager of that uh, concrete company, and he was an SMU guy that played the NFL a couple years also. So they hired me, and I was out there uh, selling concrete and really enjoyed it. And uh, then we got the notice that uh, well, Lamar had called uh, me, and uh, they had word to come downtown. So I came downtown Dallas there, and he made the announcement at that time. And I remember uh, going out in front of the uh, building that the Hunt Oil Company was in, and young Lamar was uh, there also, and I'd uh, put him up on my shoulder and had my hitchhike thumb out, and I was ready to move. But uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't like leaving Dallas, but when we got to Kansas City, we found, you know, this was such a gem that has hid away. Most uh, people in the U.S., you know, had no idea where Kansas City was, and neither did I. I had to get a map to see exactly what it, where it was, and... And you know, we just found a you know a great area to live in too. 
I'm afraid the, the Texans and the Cowboys uh, both began play in 1960. For, for three years, you guys were going head-to-head uh, in the Cotton Bowl representing the two different leagues. How competitive was it with, between the, the players on the Cowboys and, and, and your players? Did you wonder in 1963 how come you had to move? Well, I, I remember only going to one Cowboy game when we were there, and uh, Herb Adderley, who was playing for the Packers and was one of my co-captains uh, at Michigan State, uh, he gave me a couple of tickets, so Jim Tyer and I went to the game, and, of course, we were talking to quite a few of the Packers and some of the Cowboys that uh, we'd known from either having his teammates or playing against them in college. And, uh, you know, I watched the game and, you know, thought it was a you know decent game, but uh, didn't really pay that much attention to the Cowboys. We had, uh, you know, our own thing going and, you know, pretty much, uh, you know, went our own way, ran into some of them and some of the local taverns once in a while, and, uh, you know, everybody seemed to get along pretty good. We're speaking with former Kansas City Chiefs star tight end and ready-mix concrete salesman Fred Arbanis. And, Fred, um, you were involved in more than a few memorable games during the 1960s. Remember that overtime AFL title game in 62, of course the first Super Bowl against the Packers, and the final game ever played by an AFL team. That was that upset of the Vikings in Super Bowl IV. Uh, Let's start with that 62 AFL title game. What did you think when you heard that your team, the Texans, would be, quote, kicking to the clock in overtime? I think the first thing I said was, holy crap, did Abner do? And, you know, it was a complete shock. And, uh, you know, Abner was a pretty sharp guy. And uh, for him to make a flub like that, uh, you know, I just uh, put on my helmet and said, let's go. Fred, they say that Vince Lombardi never felt more pressure to win a game than that first Super Bowl. How much pressure did the Chiefs feel heading into that game? Well, I, I don't think uh, we felt a lot of pressure except for what we put on ourselves. Uh, you know, when you play a game or you practice, you know, you know there's film being taken all the time. And, you know, uh, after games, uh, you usually watch uh, the films of the game and the coaches break down what you did right and what you did wrong. And, you know, you never like to have your teammates see you get knocked on your butt or miss a tackle or miss a block. So, you know, we put the pressure on ourselves. We wanted to go out there, and we wanted to win the game. We, you know, thought we could win the game. And, of course, we, you know, we're doing okay until uh, we had the interception, and, you know, that turned things around. And, of course, they made a couple circus catches that, you know, usually you don't see either. So, you know, they were, they were a damn good team. And, you know, uh, my high school years and uh, college years, the uh, Packers were one of my favorite teams. So, some of them guys with the long gray hair back then uh, that were with the Packers, those guys were guys that I, you know, uh, watched a lot and really liked. So, you know, it's uh, it was fun to go out there and play against them. Uh, Herb Adley, you know, who I mentioned earlier, was a cornerback for the Cowboys and a great uh, – or for the Packers then and later the Cowboys. He and, he and I, uh, you know, talked after the game, and, and uh, we gave it what we could, and, you know, they beat us. Hey, Fred, quick question. Now, going back to that 62 championship game, I asked you what you think about when they said kicking to the clock, when Abner said kicking to the clock in overtime. What did Stram think? Well, I think he probably said the same thing. You know, <laughs> were, I don't remember ever addressing it too long to us, but I'm sure he thought the same thing. Uh, you know, how could Abner do something like that? But, uh, you know, he, he blew it, but, uh, you know, we're lucky we came back and, and won the thing with Booker's kick. Yeah, it worked out okay. Yeah. Uh, Fred, we've had uh, Lenny Dawson and Willie Lear on the show in the past, and they both told us uh, 
that they didn't consider your win over the Vikings in Super Bowl V an upset. Uh, they believed that you had the better team and that you were going to win the game. I'm wondering, what were you thinking going into the game? What was your read on it, and, and uh, how did you expect to do? Well, I, I, I was looking forward to playing them. I, I thought we were a better team also. I, I thought I could dock uh, their linebackers and their defensive ends. I thought I could handle them. Jim Tyre, who was probably the, the best offensive tackle in football, was playing against one of his teammates uh, uh, and over on his side, and, and I knew he could do a hell of a job. And uh, Ed Buddy he was one of the best guards that ever played the game. He was uh, playing in there. And I knew he could do the job, and the rest of the guys could too. Uh, you know, I, we, we, had a, we had a hell of a good team, and we knew we had a good team. And... Uh, we just, you know, felt very confident we could, uh, you know, could beat them. And, you know, we had a super defense, too. So we went out there. Uh, I don't think we ever went out on a field. I don't think I ever went on a field in high school or college or, or pros that uh, thinking, oh, we're going to get beat. Uh, you know, you always go out there with a positive attitude. And, of course, I instilled the same thing in my son when he played and in my grandsons when they played, too. Can I ask you one question about that exhibition game with the Bear, with the Bears? Yeah. Was that clearly a game driven by revenge? Yes, it was. You know, all winter, all spring, all summer, all we got to hear is, you know, how how lousy of a league we are, how lousy of a team we are. I went back to my my uh, parents' house in Detroit to visit, and my cousin had a barber shop in the back room. He had a bookies operation back there, so I was <laughs> the haircut, and guys are coming in and saying. You know, our band is worried. What are you doing now? You know, yeah, I'm probably thinking I'm working at one of the factories there in Detroit. You know, so I'm playing with the Dallas Texans and, you know, this and that. I'm playing with the Kansas City Chiefs. And, you know, they just uh, didn't know anything about us. So, you know, we took about as much criticism as we could take uh, the whole time. And it's sort of like the Vikings when we came back and played them after, you know, we beat them in the Super Bowl. And then they beat us up in uh, Minneapolis. So, you know, you sit around and you you hear all this criticism, and if you got you know any guts in your body, you're going to go out there and you know kick butt as hard as you can, and you know and we did it. The only score of any game I ever played in that I I remember, I can remember uh, George Hallis after the game walking off the field, and you know he was a nice old man, but you know he was shell shocked. Uh, he, you know, he couldn't even talk, so it was a good feeling. Unless you were bare. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Thanks, Fred. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks, okay. Fred. Thanks very much. That was former Kansas City tight end Fred Arbanis. Up next, why Don Dahl. Yes, Don Dahl should be in the Hall of Fame. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC.com. If your computer runs slowly, and whose computer doesn't, just go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software to cure what may be ailing your PC. That's MyCleanPC.com. Not a morning person? Yeah, me neither. So I'll make this simple. Bacon, egg, cheese, croissantwich. You awake yet? Good. Right now at Burger King, get two hot and flaky croissantwich breakfast sandwiches for just $4. That's two croissantwich for just $4 at Burger King. Piled high with crispy bacon, fluffy egg, and melted cheese. And they're two for $4. Hey, treat yourself. It's the morning. Get two croissantwich for just $4 today. Only at Burger King. Limited time only. Price of participation vary. The new low rider s it makes the most powerful cruiser lineup in harley davidson history even more powerful so powerful that if you take one for a ride you could win one for you and one for a friend and that's why it's time to stop dreaming and start riding 
Get started today at your Harley-Davidson dealer. Live your legend. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. 18 plus. 50 US and DC. Ends 113016. Rules at hd.com slash ultimate sweeps. At GEICO, we've been innovating car insurance for over 75 years with forward-thinking ideas like online quotes and the GEICO mobile app. And to prove it, we'll play one of our first radio commercials from 75 years ago. By Jiminy, Geico could save you money on your car insurance, which is what we'll be doing over 75 years from now. Who knows? Maybe with some sort of application that's accessible on a futuristic handheld device. We'll call them online quotes. See? Forward thinking. Geico. Saving people money for over 75 years. Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green, the iconic cleaning formula known around the globe. Since being introduced to households and businesses over 35 years ago, the family of Simple Green products has grown. But one thing all of them share is my full commitment to their excellence. Simple Green. Try a Simple Green product today, and if you're not 100% satisfied, I'll refund your money. Visit us at simplegreen.com. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. You know what it means when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? I'll tell you what it means. It means you should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. So go. That's Geico.com. You should also go to MyCleanPC.com because if your computer runs slowly, you can log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. You know what? Within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing it down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Hey, guys. Um... A week ago, we applauded the Arizona Cardinals for doing what we thought was the right thing by naming Roy Green to their ring of honor. Well, now, guess what? It's Denver's turn. Broncos announced they're going to include three more players in their ring of fame, and I think that brings the number of inductees to 31. Anyway, those three players are John Lynch, Jason Elam, and Simon Fletcher. And Goose, I'm going to be honest with you. Simon Fletcher, I didn't know he was the team's career sack leader until I read this announcement. He had 97 and a half, or 10 more than Von Miller had in Super Bowl 50. Yeah, Clark, I was covering the Chiefs in the 1980s when Fletcher was playing for the Broncos, so I saw quite a bit of him, but the Kansas City quarterback saw even more of him. This guy was Von Miller before Von Miller. He had five consecutive seasons, double figures in sacks, including 16 in 1992. He was a definition of speed off the edge. Well, uh, these other guys, the other two that I do know about, John Lynch, Jason Elam, they make sense to me. I mean, John Lynch is on the slow track to Canton, as we know, but might get there because he graduated to the top 10 this year. And Jason Elam, he holds the Broncos record for career points. And he also tied Tom Dempsey's one-time record of a 63-yard field goal, which has since been broken by Matt Prater, and that was in 2013, Matt Prater also of the Denver Broncos. Well, you know, guys, uh, I have no problem with those picks, uh, but the Broncos have a glaring hole in their ring of fame, and that's no knock on these guys. But they need to induct Tim McKernan. You guys all remember him, right? Tim McKernan? No, never heard of him. Jeez. Well, if I said another name, you would. Barrel Man. Yes, that, sir. Yes, sir. Orange Barrel. That guy attended every home game from 1967 until he passed in 2009. And from 1977 to 2007, he wore that orange barrel at every game, usually naked, uh, because he once made a $10 <laughs> bet with his brother that if he wore a barrel, he'd get on TV. He did. And he also got himself an invitation to John Elway's Hall of Fame induction, and he got himself... 21 barrels by the time he was done, one of which sold on eBay for 30 grand in 2006. Tim <laughs> earned a place in the ring of fame, and he got there the hard way. He barreled his way in. 
<laughs> well, anyway, congratulations to all three, and best of luck to Tim McKernan on getting in there. Uh, these three are going to be inducted during halftime of a 2016 home game yet to be determined. Not yet in the Ring of Fame or Hall of Fame, however, is former defensive back Don Dahl of the Detroit Lions, or is that Burnside? I think that was his name originally. Anyway, Goose, you think he belongs in Canton. You wrote about it on our website this week, talkoffamenetwork.com. Let's hear what you got. Yeah, only 22 players in NFL history have intercepted 11 or more passes in a single season, including five Hall of Famers. Only Don Dahl has done it twice. Only 67 players in NFL history have intercepted 10 or more passes in a single season, including 10 Hall of Famers. Only Don Dahl has done it three times. Now, he accomplished feats on the football field that no other defensive player before or since has been able to accomplish. He was special. Yet Dahl is not among those busts in Canton. Sadly, he's never even been in the Hall of Fame discussions. He's been victimized over the years by two sets of numbers. First, his number of seasons. He played only six. That wasn't uncommonly short for a career back then. Doak Walker, his former teammate with Lions, also played just six seasons, and that didn't keep him out of Canton. The other set of numbers are the Hall of Famers from the same Detroit defensive backfield. Two, Dahl, Yale Larry, and Jack Christian served as a defensive backbone for a Detroit team that won the NFL title in 1952. The Lions traded Dahl to the Redskins in 53 for two high draft picks, and both Christensen and Larry went on to play for two more championship teams in Detroit. Now Christensen and Larry both have busts in Canton. The Redskins traded Dahl to the Rams in 1954 in a deal that also involved Hall of Fame cornerback Dick Knight Train Lane. Dahl retired after the 1954 season to go into coaching. He would spend the next 34 years of his life on the sideline, including NFL stints with all three of his old teams, plus the Packers, Colts, Dolphins, and 49ers. He retired from coaching in 1988 and passed away in 2010 at the age of 84. When he retired after the 1954 season, he ranked first on the NFL's all-time interception list with 41. He intercepted a pass in 58% of his 71 career games and, despite playing just four seasons in Detroit, was named to the Lions' 75th anniversary team. Detroit recognized his greatness. So should Canton. That's the two-minute Well, we recognize that whistle. It is the two-minute warning, which means we're going into fast-forward mode with our two-minute drill. Goose is going to ask this week's questions. Ron and I are going to answer. And Derek Burns, our producer, he's got the clock. So, Derek, let's get it started. Does Deflategate belong in the U.S. Supreme Court? Nope. It belongs in the trash. Belongs in the Goodyear Tire Factory testing plant. Can three rookie cornerbacks replace Josh Norman in the Carolina secondary? Absolutely. Smart man once told me three is greater than one. Yeah, Clark is right. If they're all allowed to play at the same time in the same position. (laughs) Blake Bortles, Toe Blake, or Lou the Toe Groza? Easy, Toe Blake, and here's why. Go, Habs, go. Go, Habs, go. Go. (laughs) Yeah, they did go right at the end of the season. Lou the Toe, he gave offensive linemen a face, or at least a leg up. First, Dante Fowler, now Jalen Ramsey. Is it bad luck in Jacksonville for first-round draft picks or bad turf? It's Jacksonville, period. 16 and 64 the last five years. This is football karma just asking, why in the hell is there an NFL franchise in Jacksonville? (laughs) Good question. Derek Carr says his teammates Khalil Mack will get 30 sacks this season. Is he talking practice or games? He's talking the next trip to Vaughn's grocery store. Exactly right. If he's talking about practice, Derek Carr will not play in 16 games. 
Speaking of Oakland, Bob Kraft and Jerry Jones have weighed in with their support for the Raiders' move to Las Vegas. Who's next? Wayne Newton. <laughs> Look, Mark Davis doesn't need anybody else. He's got them and Sheldon Edelson, who owns the town. Cleveland and Detroit are the only established NFL franchise that have never won a Super Bowl. Who gets there first, the Browns or the Lions? Neither. Both get in at the same time in the year 25-25. Well, once we agree it's a tie, they will get in when they play Super Bowl when hell freezes over. Cornerback <laughs> Stephen Gilmore is skipping OTAs with the Bills in a contract dispute. Will he be missed? Nope, but the Gilmore girls will. He won't be missed in May, but he will be in September. J.J. Watt or Von Miller? Watt. Can't read without 60,000 of them. <laughs> You're pretty clever today. J.J. Watt, more productive, more consistent, and doing it with less help. That's the end of the match. That is the end of our first hour. When we return, we'll talk to former Philadelphia Stars and Kansas City Chiefs publicist Bob Moore, as well as former Stars and Chiefs executive Carl Peterson. Plus, we'll get Carl's all-time, all-USFL picks. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC.com. If your computer runs slowly, and whose computer doesn't, just go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software to cure what may be ailing your PC. That's MyCleanPC.com. Music is with us. Wherever we go. Whoever we're with. The sounds we share bring us together. Like the sound and feel of a Casio 88-key digital piano, just $2.99. Listen to your favorite song on a pair of AKG K52 headphones, just $29. Or strike a chord with Ernie Ball strings, three packs for $10. This Memorial Day weekend, find your sound at Guitar Center, in-store and online. When you're a kid, monsters live under your bed. When you're a grown-up, monsters come in the mail. You know, bills. But by refinancing your mortgage with Quicken Loans, you could save hundreds of dollars each month. Money you can use to shrink those monstrous bills down to a size that's not nearly as scary. Call 800-QUICKEN or visit us at quickenloans.com. Again, that number is 800-QUICKEN. Buy in. Quicken Loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Hi, Tom Bodette. Seems like everyone's got an idea for a startup. From innovations like laundry sharing to startups that help other startups start up. Well, rather than starting up, Motel 6 is starting fresh by renovating rooms nationwide, still for the lowest price of any national chain. It's a smart place to invest your capital every time you venture. Unlike my cat cologne startup, fail. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. Yeah, your toilet's definitely clogged, but I think I found the problem. Sir, is this your action figure? Yes. I sent him in to check out the pipes. As a small business owner, you've got enough to deal with. Let the experts at Progressive ensure your business so you can focus on more important things. With over 30 commercial auto and business coverage options, we'll build a plan that's right for you. Um, I got something else. Are these toy cars? Had to send in backup. Visit ProgressiveCommercial.com to get started. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. The Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing it down. That's MyCleanPC.com. This is our number two of the Talk of Fame Network, and in the next 60 minutes, we're going to move from Kansas City in the NFL 
the Philadelphia and the USFL with former Chiefs and Stars executive Carl Peterson. On the 30th anniversary of the USFL's demise, Carl will be here to explain his choices for an all-league team with a couple of notable surprises. But uh, guys, speaking of surprises, guess who's in the house? We're going to hear from Carl's right-hand man, be it in Philadelphia or Kansas City, doesn't make a difference, Baltimore, doesn't make any difference, where his right-hand man, and we're going to hear from him now. That would be former Stars and Chiefs Public Relations Director, and now Kansas City Chiefs historian, Bob Moore, a longtime friend of ours, and our go-to guy for all things Chiefs and barbecue. Scootman, first of all, welcome to the show, and second... Welcome back to the East Coast. I mean, correction, welcome to Jersey. Yeah, I'm the only guy in America. Every time I tell someone on a plane that uh, I'm telling them I'm retiring, and they say, where? And I say, New Jersey. They look at me rather oddly, and I point to my wife who's sitting next to me as being the choice. But, but in reality, my daughter is, is, is living here now, and so this is the place for us. It's, that's our only child. Well, we love you, Bob, but you know we've looked at you oddly for 20 or 30 years now. But I will pass on... One key thing for survival where you've moved to. The Arians Platinum 24 Snowblower. It's marked down to $13.99. Go to your store and get it right now. You'll love it. Well, I better get it right now as soon as I can because I still have the money from the sale of the house in Kansas City. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hey, Bob, I mentioned that you're the Chiefs historian, which you are. I'll be honest with you, I haven't been to the Chiefs Museum, but if I had uh, just, say, five minutes to go in there, what would you make sure that I see? What are the, five, the, the, the go-to points in that museum? Well, my favorite thing in the museum is a check from a preseason game for a player from 1961. I showed this to, I, I've showed it to players of today. The check is for $35. That was the <laughs> check he was paid, along the one Chris Burford, who was, a, was an excellent player for the Chiefs, or actually Dallas Texan, and then the Chiefs. But it's $35. That and also uh, a helmet, uh, actually from the Boston Patriots. Since we also host the the AFL uh, Hall of Fame to some extent, we have the last helmet worn by a player without a face mask. Uh, surprisingly, it was a defensive lineman, and he played for the Patriots. So those are two of my favorite items, along with a number of uh, early uh, AFL items like jerseys from the final um, Super Bowl that the AFL participated in which was uh, done by the Chiefs, and it features the, the AFL 10-year patch, which all the players wanted to have sewn on their uniforms to represent the 10 years of the, of the, of the league's history. I'm, I'm assuming that was Jess Richardson, the last faceless yes. face mask? Yes, yes. it was. Yes, right. it hey, was. Bob, Bob, I remember seeing a video in the hall of that play in Boston where a fan <laughs> ran on the field and broke up the pass. And if you look close enough, it looks like Ron. It was Ron. It was. <laughs> Cotton Davidson never saw me coming. I could tell by the khaki pants. <laughs> I could tell by the khaki pants running out of the stands. Uh, yeah, it was, that, was, that was an old, uh, that was an old um, Boston University Nickerson Field, I believe. So, uh, yep. interestingly enough, the uh, USFL played games, the Boston Breakers played games, at Boston University in its first year of existence. Hey, Bob, I knew, th- I knew throughout the 1990s, if I ever wanted to see the USFL Championship Trophy, I could walk into Carl Peterson's office at Arrowhead to see it. Now that Carl has moved on, as have you, where is that trophy now? Is it at your place on the Jersey Shore? <laughs> <laughs> no, the trophy, interestingly enough, is still in Kansas City and is going to be 
donated to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Now, most people think of it as the National Football Hall of Fame, but that is really not what it is. It's the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So the trophy, which is actually a gorgeous trophy made out of silver, done by a silversmith in, in Spain. And in fact, some people might think it's a better-looking trophy than the, than the uh, Super Bowl trophy uh, from the NFL. But it's now in Kansas City, but it's going to be donated to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and, and let's hope that it makes its appearance there one day. Who were the easiest and most difficult guys you had to deal with in that league and in the NFL, and was it easier in USFL than it, than it came to be in the NFL dealing with players? Oh, it was far easier in the USFL. USFL was far easier because you're dealing with a lot of young players who were happy to be playing. Now, there were certainly old veterans on board, but many of them had either washed out of the uh, out of the, out of the NFL or uh, were near the end of their careers and were looking for just one more check. So they were they were certainly uh, very easy, especially Penn State players from that era. And we had a number of Penn State players who started on our team. But I can truly say that most of the players in the U.S. Seville were, were very very cooperative, with, with a few exceptions. But uh, in the NFL, probably. The least cooperative player we I had was Chester McLaughlin. That was sort of the case for anybody who had come from the Raiders. There was always <laughs> a lot of animosity. Where they that were concerned, the media had to, the media had it out for them. I mean, and we had to go through a period of of uh, less uh, teaching so that they would realize that not all these guys were their enemy. And I think somehow it had been carried over. And uh, I always thought that talking to them to guys who had come from the Raiders, it was like dealing with someone from North Korea. I mean, they just didn't want to talk to the media. They didn't want to be involved. That's why Ron that loves them. <laughs> We're with Kansas City Chiefs historian Bob Moore, now on the hit list in Oakland, former PR director for the Chiefs and USFL stars. And uh, Bob, uh, what's your best story from the USFL? You must have a million. What's your best one? I think the USFL has gotten a bad rap over the years because it's confused with the world football like where people didn't get paid and the franchises were in disarray, and, and there certainly were a few in the in the uh, in the USFL, uh, specifically the um, the San Antonio Gunslingers, you know, where you play at Old Alamo Stadium, and to to make the number of seats you had to have at a stadium, they would put folding chairs in the end zone, and players would score a touchdown. There was never anyone sitting in them, so they would go crashing into the end zone and <laughs> knock over almost all the chairs like a like a thing of dominoes. But I, I think the the stories from as far as the Philadelphia Baltimore Stars was concerned, it, they were it was it was just a wonderful experience. Even though we played somewhere in 1984, 21 to 22 games, uh, including the game we played after the season in London, where we went over and uh, we played an exhibition game and we practiced at Hyde Park. Guys were running around while dodging people uh, that were walking, and and it was sort of a of a fun trip that was at the end of the season as opposed to, to the beginning. But um, all the games that we had and all the players that we had in those particular days, as far as the stars were concerned, were, 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 some, of the, were some of the best times I ever had. Bob, what did you think the first time you saw Sam Mills and the stars coaches told you, this is going to be our middle linebacker? I mean, he, he wasn't that much bigger than you. He was five foot eight, and he had played at Montclair State, and he was teaching – uh, photography, and uh, when uh, at that particular point, uh, George Perlis had been our head coach, and we were just going out and getting players at uh, just more or less free free agents at that time. 
and Bill Kuharik and uh, Jill Pendry and myself are the only employees after Perlis left along with Carl. And so consequently, when we signed uh, when we signed him, he had been washed out in uh, Cleveland. They also washed out in Edinburgh for the Toronto Argonauts in the CFL. So every day at training camp, they would come in, and the coaches would have their conversation, and they'd say, okay, who's the best defensive player? And Vince Tobin, who was the defensive coordinator, would say, well, it's Sam Mills, and Jim Moore and the other coaches would say, oh, you got to be kidding me. He's only five foot eight, And his nickname was the Field Mouse because you couldn't see him. But he had this incredible leverage when he hit somebody. And so consequently, uh, he almost immediately became – uh, the top defensive player on the team. And I recall in our first game against the New Jersey Generals, he laid one on on, um, on their running back to the extent Marshall. that he drove him right into the ground. Marshall Walker, of course, he, was, he would come into the league with all the fanfare in the world. Here's Sam, Sam Mills. And this is a guy who today has a statue built of him down in, uh, in, in Carolina. He would have never had that chance had he not been given the chance to even play in the um, in the USFL, and I don't think he would have even had a chance to play in the NFL if he hadn't gone with Jim Mora to New Orleans after the league collapsed. Hey, Bob, we got to run. We're out of time, but uh, thanks so much. We're not going to build a statue to you, but look for that snowblower in the mail from Ron, would you please? <laughs> Arians, Platinum 24. Do it. <laughs> okay, Platinum 24. Thanks, care. Bobby. Thanks, Bob. That was Chiefs Historian Bob. Bob Moore. Up next, we take the wraps off Carl Peterson's all-USFL team. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. The Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC.com. If your computer runs slowly and whose computer doesn't, just go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis, and within minutes, you can Download software to cure what may be ailing your PC. That's mycleanpc.com. Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green, the iconic cleaning formula known around the globe. Since being introduced to households and businesses over 35 years ago, the family of Simple Green products has grown. But one thing all of them share is my full commitment to their excellence. Simple Green. Try a Simple Green product today, and if you're not 100% satisfied, I'll refund your money. Visit us at simplegreen.com. Hi, can I have two steak tacos? Flour or corn? Oh, no tortillas. And no steak. Also add turkey, lettuce, and tomato. And just put it between two slices of bread. You know this is a taco truck, right? As a small business owner, you've got enough to deal with. Let the experts at Progressive insure your business so you can focus on whatever that was. With over 30 commercial auto and business coverage options, we'll build a plan that's right for you. Oh, I'll have Swiss on that, too. Thank you. Visit ProgressiveCommercial.com to get started. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Here's an idea. Instead of waiting for your boss to give you a raise, give yourself one. It's easier than you think. By refinancing your mortgage with Quicken Loans, you could add hundreds of dollars each month to your bottom line. Like a boss. To learn how, call 800-QUICKEN or visit us at QuickenLoans.com. Again, that number is 800-QUICKEN. Quicken Loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. That's not an alarm. It's a wake-up call. The 2016 Road Glide Special. With a powerful, high-output twin-cam 103 engine, big-time braking power, and Harley-Davidson Project Rushmore technology. From fairing to fender. It's time to take one for a ride. And start living your legend today. Wake up. Your dream starts today at your Harley Davidson dealer. Live your legend. 
Music is with us. Wherever we go, whoever we're with, the sounds we share bring us together. Like the sound and feel of an Epiphone Les Paul Jr. for just 99 bucks. Keep the beat going with a Meinl Cajon drum, just $49. Or strike a chord with Ernie Ball strings. Three packs for 10 bucks. This Memorial Day weekend, find your sound at Guitar Center, in-store and online. Not a morning person? Yeah, me neither. So I'll make this simple. Bacon, egg, cheese, croissantwich. You awake yet? Good. Right now at Burger King, get two hot and flaky croissantwich breakfast sandwiches for just $4. That's two croissantwich for just $4 at Burger King. Piled high with crispy bacon, fluffy egg, and melted cheese. And they're two for $4. Hey, treat yourself. It's the morning. Get two croissantwich for just $4 today. Only at Burger King. Limited time only. Price of participation vary. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. So go. That's Geico.com. You should also go to MyCleanPC.com. If your computer runs slowly, log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing it down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Hey, uh, before we get to uh, Carl Peterson's all-USFL picks, Ron, I, I don't know if you noticed, but this week uh, at the owners' meetings, they picked, I think, the next three Super Bowl sites. And um, sort of interesting. Atlanta in 2019, uh, South Florida, which I assume is sort of Miami, is 2020. And then L.A. Yes, L.A. in 2021. Uh, any reaction here to any of these three? Well, yeah, I have a big reaction to the uh, Super Bowl in Atlanta at the new Mercedes-Benz Stadium. What do you think the odds are they're going to have those bottomless drinks for $2? <laughs> Goose, I think it'll be closer to $200, don't you? As much you can drink for $200. <laughs> Somewhere NSL executives are going to pass out when they hear about that. What? Yeah, and you, knew, you knew L.A. had to be in the mix, too. I mean, Atlanta's getting right. it because of a new stadium. Same thing with L.A., new stadium, new team, that yeah. sort of thing. And when are they going to have it in Vegas? That new stadium there. Yeah, well, 2022. And you will be hosting it, Ron. Hey, oh, I did mention that Carl Peterson, who's the former Philadelphia Baltimore Stars executive, uh, he picked an all-USFL team, and it was on and is on our website this week, talkoffamenetwork.com. The USFL was in existence 30 years ago this year. Uh, it went out of business then. And when it did, it cast stars like Steve Young, Reggie White, Gary Zimmerman, all Hall of Famers, into the NFL. Of course, uh, Carl went too. He left too. He went to the Kansas City Chiefs, where he was a successful GM and president for over two decades. And Goose would know that because he covered the Chiefs. But I mentioned his list. We have it posted, as I said, on our website. And I'll be honest, guys, the first thing that jumped out at me was the first name on that list, Chuck Fusina. Carl Peterson's choice for quarterback. Chuck Fusina over Jim Kelly and Steve Young? I mean, Goose, I understand Steve Young. I mean, he only threw, I think, 16 touchdown passes with the LA Express. But Jim Kelly? He had 83 of them in two years, no less. Clark, we asked Carl to pick his all-time all-USFL team based on how they performed in the USFL, not how they performed in the NFL. Kelly Young and Bobby Abair all went on to have better careers in the NFL than they enjoyed in the USFL. Now, Fusina won 48 of his 63 career starts, threw for 10,000 yards, and took his team to all three title games, winning two. That's why Joe Montana was selected first team all decade in the 1980s over Dan Fouts. Fouts had the stand, stats, Montana had the rings. That's how he judged quarterbacks. Frankly, I'd have been surprised if Carl picked anyone but Fusina. Yeah, I mean, 
look, as we all know, quarterbacks are judged by their jewelry, even if it's a cubic zirconian in that ring. <laughs> <laughs> you know, look, the guy threw more uh, more yards than Kelly. He won more games than either younger Kelly. Uh, he threw a ton of touchdown passes. So the measuring stick is winning, not how well you did in the NFL, how well you did in your league. And I would say, Clark, look at it this way. Chuck Fusina was a big-time producer in the high minors. Okay. We judge quarterbacks by the jewelry, Ron. I understand then that you have Tom Brady at the top of your all-time quarterback list. Six Super Bowl appearances, four rings, right? Uh, No, that would be Joe Montana and Terry Bradshaw. Okay. Uh, Next up, wide receiver, Gooseman. Um, I know Carl has Tremaine Johnson in there. Not just over Gary Clark, but... Where's Ricky Sanders? Yeah, good question. Ricky Sanders had 101 catches in one year. I, I don't get this one either. Listen, I, I covered Tremaine Johnson when he arrived in San Diego. It was supposed to be a big deal. Except it wasn't. He was a bust. Clark and Sanders were not. They went on to great careers, of course, with the Washington Redskins. But Tremaine Johnson, I know he caught a zillion passes. I think he had, what, like 25 touchdowns, something like that in two years. But I, I'll be honest with you guys. When he came to San Diego, he stunk. Uh, Clark and Sanders didn't. In fact, they were uh, among those leaders that took Washington to a Super Bowl. And, yeah, I, I understand, Goose, this is about the SFL. You reminded me about that. I understand that. But, man, Jermaine Johnson, I mean, he couldn't separate. He just well, couldn't separate. To, let me remind you again, it was about 83 through 85, not thereafter. In the two seasons, Johnson caught 171 passes, 2,600 yards, 23 touchdowns for a George Allen team that preferred to pound the rock with Tim Spencer and play defense. Johnson was a first-team All-USFL both seasons before moving to the NFL. Neither Clark nor Sanders ever made an All-USFL team. Here's the truth about Jermaine Johnson. How did he leave off Eric Trevillian? He was the truth. The guy scored 30 touchdowns. He had more yards than Trumaine. I mean, go. give me the truth. The truth is Trevillian. <laughs> Throw him the ball. He's open. He's behind T.O. <laughs> Trevillian. I love the guy. Yeah, well, I, I, I love anyone but Tremaine Johnson. Awesome. When he came out to San Diego, I wrote this huge story about him, and it turns out it was much ado about nothing. He, the guy just couldn't separate until, of course, he did when the Chargers separated from him after like two seasons. Okay, Gooseman, uh, next up, let's go defense. Uh, I see where Frank Minifield, who's an all-decade pick, didn't make the cut either. Carl had him in there with Mossy Cade and others behind Jerry Holmes. Now, I covered Mossy Cade, except I didn't. The Chargers had that pick except um, they couldn't get him into uniform because they couldn't get him out of prison. Um, unfortunately for him, Jerry Jones and the Bengals weren't exactly interested in those days. But Minifield is a backup goose. What am I missing here? Well, he picked Luther Bradley and Jerry Holmes. Bradley was the USFL's all-time interception leader, and Holmes was a two-time all-USFL pick. Minifield never made an all-USFL team. Yeah, right. fact of the matter is Luther was the truth. 30 picks in three years. Everybody's Man, Luther, he was more dangerous than Lex Luther. How about Ed Luther? <laughs> no, not Ed. <laughs> okay, Gooseman. Gooseman, you're our personnel guy, all right? Always have been, always will be. What do you like about this team, and what don't you? Well, I love the running game. Collectively, some of the best players to come out of the USFL were the blockers. Zimmerman, Eatman, Hall, Oates, Nate Newton, Chris Godfrey, Tom Thayer, they all went on to start for Super Bowl teams. And they'd be blocking on this team for Herschel Walker, who set the pro football rushing record with 2,400 yards for the Generals in 1985. On the downside, I think this group would have struggled in pass defense. Carl's secondary of Bradley, Holmes, Chuck Clinton, and Mike Lush all left their best days as pro football players behind in the USFL. 
they would have struggled mightily against the Joe Montanas, Dan Marinos, and John Elways of the NFL era. Okay, Ronnie, you're not our personnel guy. Never have been, never will be. But you're our personal guy, and there's a big difference. So same question. What do you like? What don't you like about this team? He's, He's the truth. (laughs) He's the truth. (laughs) Let's hear the truth, Ron. Uh, Personally, one of the things I liked was that he did go with guys uh, that did well in USFL and was not affected by what they did after or before in the NFL. This was about the USFL, United States Football League. Let's make America great, which they tried to do. (laughs) Thank you, Donald Trump. Right. So I I liked that part of it. And uh, what I didn't like was I got to quarrel with one thing. You cannot leave out, friend of the show, Nate Newton, the kitchen from the USFL team. Please don't tell me that Buddy A. Let was better than my man Nate Newton. Nate would have eaten Buddy for lunch, literally. <laughs> <laughs> the kitchen would have. You're right. <laughs> hey, uh, Gooseman, what's the toughest call for you? I mean, for me, I, I guess I look at this team and it was center. I mean, Carl took Bart Oates over Ken Hall. I covered Bart Oates. I understood how good a player he was, but I also covered Kent Hall from afar doing those Bills uh, playoff games and Super Bowls. Both terrific players and, and both played on Super Bowl teams. Uh, toughest call for you. I think that was it. Uh, I, I was kind of surprised he took uh, Oates over Hall. You know, but Oates did go on to start on three Super Bowl championship teams. You know, Hall played the four. I, it was a toss-up either way. You know, he only picked nine of the 26 players on this team from the Stars. It wasn't like he loaded up. So I, I, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt in that one. Okay. Well, uh, now that we've shredded Carl Peterson's whole USFL team, <laughs> which he kindly put together for us, we're going to hear from him. That's right. We're going to hear from Carl Peterson. He's up next. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC.com. If your computer runs slowly, and whose computer doesn't, just go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software to cure what may be ailing your PC. That's MyCleanPC.com. QL1, this is Control. Does Rocket Mortgage require me to come in and speak with someone? Negative Control. With Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, you can go through the entire mortgage process on your own and completely online. Copy that, QL1, but if I wanted to speak to someone, do you think they're out there? They're out there, all right. Their award-winning client service is beyond anything I've ever experienced. Three, two, one. Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com. Push button, get mortgage. Hi, Tom Bodette. Somewhat in knots over this trendy new hairstyle called a man bun. I mean, what's next? The he hive? Well, Motel 6 recently got a new updo of sorts, too, with renovations nationwide. And even with our fresh modern look, you'll still find rooms at the lowest price of any national chain. So you can save up enough money to get yourself a haircut or maybe a hat. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book direct at motel6.com. Music is with us wherever we go, whoever we're with. The sounds we share bring us together. Like the sound and feel of an Epiphone Les Paul Traditional Pro, just $349. Sing it out loud with a Shure SM48 vocal mic, just $29. Or strike a chord with Ernie Ball strings, three packs for $10. This Memorial Day weekend, find your sound at Guitar Center, in-store and online. At GEICO, we've been innovating car insurance for over 75 years with forward-thinking ideas like online quotes and the GEICO mobile app. And to prove it, we'll play one of our first radio commercials from 75 years ago. 
By Jiminy, Geico could save you money on your car insurance, which is what we'll be doing over 75 years from now. Who knows? Maybe with some sort of application that's accessible on a futuristic handheld device. We'll call them online quotes. See? Forward thinking. Geico, saving people money for over 75 years. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. Well, as you should know by now, the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing it down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Well, with Donald Trump, the presumptive Republican presidential nominee, we thought it'd be a good time to circle back to the league that he killed. That would be the USFL. It was succeeding as a spring league until Mr. Trump, then the owner of the New Jersey Generals, pushed to move games to the fall to compete with the NFL. Not a good idea. Yeah, that idea never got off the ground. In 1986, became a silent spring, the first of four without the USFL. And that was, that was 30 years ago. So we've invited the USFL's most successful executive, Carl Peterson, back to remember that league and its players. Carl was the architect the Philadelphia and Baltimore Stars teams that played in all three USFL title games, winning two of them. But just as important, he's a friend of this show. Carl, nice to have you back. Gentlemen, it's my pleasure. It's always nice to be back. Hey, Carl, in advance of the show, we asked you to put together your all-time all-USFL team, and we'll put it on our website this week. So let's start out with the quarterback position. You picked your Stars quarterback, Chuck Fusina, over future Hall of Famers Jim Kelly and Steve Young. Give us your reasoning on that one. Well, succinctly, uh, Chuck Bucina threw for over 10,000 yards and uh, 66 touchdowns and 33 interceptions in a, a running offense, if you will. And Jim Kelly uh, threw for about 9,800 yards, 83 touchdowns and 58 interceptions. But I think the other criteria you have to evaluate a quarterback is, does he help you win? And uh, without question, Chuck Bucina helped us, I think, win 48 out of 60 games and uh he um, he was a consummate quarterback one of the brightest people i've ever been involved with i think uh, even uh george allen the late great george allen who was coaching the arizona rankers put uh, chuck up there in his top five including every nfl quarterback that he ever faced or coached do you think your uh you know your all-time uh, usfl offense uh, as i'm looking at it here carl started with guys obviously Herschel walker and and uh Anthony Carter and Dan Ross, Boston Zone, and Irv Eatman and Zimmerman, and you didn't even have my old pal Nate Newton on the first team. So I'm wondering, that offense, do you believe, could that all USFL offense come on Sunday and play against any NFL team and do well? Oh, I think without question, certainly in that time and era, because uh, many and most of those guys went on to very, very fine careers in the National Football League after the uh, demise of the USFL. Well, Carl, I'm going to go to the other side of the ball. We're speaking with former USFL and NFL executive Carl Peterson about the USFL. But I'm going to go to the other side, and that's defense. Um, you had Reggie White on that team, Sam Mills, William Fuller, and Gary Plummer, who I covered in San Diego and San Francisco. But they were on your defense. So how do you think that all-star unit would have done versus NFL teams? Well, again, I think, uh, and I am biased, but I do think that they would fare very, very well. Uh, again, Reggie and William Fuller and Pete Kugler, and Sam Mills, uh, Mike, uh, Gary Plummer, as you mentioned, they all went on to outstanding careers on the defensive side of the ball in the NFL. 
and uh, any of them played for many years after the end of the USFL. So I, I think they would uh, attest very well against any NFL offense, uh, certainly at that era, and uh, that's the only way you can compare it. Carl, granted, this is Reggie White's first three seasons as a pro. Did, did you see the greatness then that, that will become one of the great pass rushers in the history of the game? Without question. It, it didn't take but a few snaps to see uh, this, this guy's size, his strength, and his unbelievable quickness. The Memphis Showboats and guy that I had worked for, Pepper Rogers and Steve Earhart, good friends, uh, they knew they had something very special there from Tennessee. And Reggie, uh, I think, probably made the fastest transition once the NFL or the USFL was finished to the NFL. Had a great uh, rookie season, if you will, his first season in the NFL. But I think he, as well as all these other guys, benefited greatly by their uh, three seasons in the USFL. Carl, we mentioned Steve Young not being included on your first or second team. Neither are future NFL Pro Bowlers Bobby Abear, Gary Clark, Ricky Sanders, Nate Newton, Tom Thayer, and Frank Minifield. Was the overall talent in that league underappreciated at the time? Oh, I think, uh, yes, there were a lot of people in the NFL that didn't think that uh, the players in the USFL were capable of playing in the NFL. The players you just mentioned, uh, I think I had them all as uh, certainly others to be uh, considered and and well-deserved. But I think uh, for them, it just took uh, maybe a year or two extra for them to get into the uh, mainstream of their careers. I know that... uh, uh, a guy like Steve Young, uh, who played for the L.A. Express, uh, played under a guy by the name of Sid Gilman, and uh, even went back to Sid when uh, Steve went to, first of all, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for advice on how he could become a better quarterback, and this is into his first year in the NFL. So I, I, um, I think only time was the uh, negative for these guys. Uh, certainly they blossomed and showed with uh, – great veracity, what their capability was, and they went on to great careers. You know, it's interesting, uh, Carl, because the USFL was also a breeding ground for coaches. See, you had Jim Moore, of course, as your head coach, and you had Dom Capers on that staff, and Vince Tobin, and uh, uh, John Pease, and Vic uh, Fangio, and Marucci was, was in that league, and Jim Johnson, I mean, uh, Ted Cottrell just goes on and on. Do you think the coaching was probably underappreciated as well and had a lot to do with those players developing so quickly when they got in the NFL? I, I think definitely. Uh, I know when I was looking for a coach, I needed a guy that uh, hopefully could have NFL experience, which Jim Moore did, but I had coached with him at UCLA. And they had to be teachers first because uh, most of these guys were young players or players coming back for a second time or a second look. And and uh, there was some great coaching in our, our league. Raleigh Dodge was a heck of a coach at Birmingham. And I think uh, what, again, what the proof was that many of these guys, in fact, four or five of them from our staff, went on to become head coaches in the National Football League, which really speaks well of their abilities. And uh, I know I was very proud of the fact that every one of our 10 assistant coaches, uh, when the league did fold, immediately got on to the NFL. Uh, Of course, a number of them went with Jim Mora to New Orleans, but all over the league. And and, uh, amazingly, after 30 years, there are still three or four of them coaching in the National Football League. Yeah, yeah. No, and not just the coaches. We've heard some of these uh, players with big names, and, and, you know, there are a lot of them that were in the USFL. And I'm just wondering, Carl, what was the greatest individual performance you witnessed during that uh, USFL era? Well, probably uh, the game that I remember most uh, was, was a great comeback in the playoffs 
with the Stars, Philadelphia Stars against the Chicago Blitz, and uh, we were down by three touchdowns at least in the fourth quarter. And uh, Chuck Fusina and Kelvin Bryant and, and uh, Scott Fitzke and our offensive line put together uh, three magnificent, very quick drives, and all of a sudden we were in overtime. And then once we got the ball, I think everybody knew what the outcome was could be. And I know that George Allen could not uh, say enough to me about that particular game and, again, the performance of a guy like Chuck Fusina. But, uh, you know, Chuck did the same thing in college uh, at Penn State. And uh, Joe Paterno told me that. He said the only thing that uh, is important, Carl, that Chuck does a thing we all like, which is win. And uh, <laughs> he was the winner certainly for us. But uh, a lot of great performances, obviously Herschel Walker. And, and uh, Steve Young had a marvelous day out in the L.A. Coliseum one, one uh, Sunday, both running and throwing. A lot of great football. And it was professional football at a very high level. Uh, again, I think uh, – it proved itself. It was just unfortunately uh, motivated by a few people who were quick to uh, try to get away from our five-year plan of five years in the spring and then let's see where we are and tried to push it in three years to the fall. Hey, Carl, thanks as always. Best of luck with USA football. Oh, and quick question. One of those people that pushed the USFL out, he's running for president. You voting for him? <laughs> <laughs> Only... Only the person in that in that ballot box will know that. Uh, <laughs> I, will, I will say this about Donald, uh, the Donald. He has, and he was before, but he has really become a great friend uh, since the USFL. He's a very interesting guy, as we've all seen. Uh, I do wish him the very best, but we'll see what happens here. It's been very interesting, that's for sure. And I think Donald uh, would probably like to be even at this moment, uh, an owner in the National Football League. Hey, thanks, Carl. Thank you. Thanks, Carl. Take care. Thanks, Carl. That was former NFL and USFL executive Carl Peterson. Up next, it's Memorial Day and tributes to the Hall of Famous we lost this year. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Not a morning person? Yeah, me neither. So I'll make this simple. Bacon, egg, cheese, sandwich. You awake yet? Good. Right now at Burger King, get two hot and flaky croissant breakfast sandwiches for just $4. That's two croissant for just $4 at Burger King. Pile tie with crispy bacon, fluffy egg, and melted cheese, and they're two for $4. Hey, treat yourself. It's the morning. Get two croissant for just $4 today, only at Burger King. Limited time only, price participation vary. The new Low Rider S. It makes the most powerful cruiser lineup in Harley-Davidson history even more powerful. So powerful that if you take one for a ride, you could win one for you and one for a friend. And that's why it's time to stop dreaming and start riding. Get started today at your Harley-Davidson dealer. Live your legend. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. 18 plus. 50 US and DC. Ends 113016. Rules at hdscom slash ultimate sweeps. At GEICO, we've been innovating car insurance for over 75 years with forward-thinking ideas like online quotes and the GEICO mobile app. And to prove it, we'll play one of our first radio commercials from 75 years ago. By Jiminy, GEICO could save you money on your car insurance, which is what we'll be doing over 75 years from now. Who knows? Maybe with some sort of application that's accessible on a futuristic handheld device. We'll call them online quotes. See? Forward thinking. GEICO. Saving people money for over 75 years. Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green, the iconic cleaning formula known around the globe. Since being introduced to households and businesses over 35 years ago, the family of Simple Green products has grown. 
The one thing all of them share is my full commitment to their excellence. Simple Green. Try a Simple Green product today, and if you're not 100% satisfied, I'll refund your money. Visit us at simplegreen.com. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. I'll tell you, you should be calling. You should be calling MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you have minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing it down. That's MyCleanPC.com. And, Ron, I ask you every week. I'll ask you again. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes? You have 15 minutes. It save you 15% or more on car insurance. This means, like me, you should have already been on it. You got it 15 minutes ago. So go there to Geico.com. As you know, this is Memorial Day weekend, so it's a time to remember those who died serving this country's armed services. Uh, something I didn't know to look this up was that it originated, Memorial Day originated as Decoration Day following the Civil War, and it eventually is morphed into Memorial Day, uh, which is not only a time to remember uh, our military, but something we've come to view as the beginning of summer. So we didn't want to let it pass without remembering the Hall of Famers and Hall of Famous who passed away in the last calendar year in Goose. Let the roll call begin. Okay, let's start with a great tight end and a friend of mine, Charlie Sanders. I, I made the pitch for him as a senior candidate and painted him as the bridge tight end between the Mike Ditkas and Kellen Winslows. The Ditka era uh, asked tight ends to be primarily blockers, and the Winslow era asked them to be primarily receivers. Now, Charlie could do both, and he was among the first tight ends to threaten defenses with the seam route. He was 68. Well, for me, it's uh, Ken Stabler uh, passed away last July 8th, and I got that news while I was walking around the grounds of a dank castle in Scotland. Let me tell you, the, the weather fit my mood. Uh, I covered Kenny at the height of his career with the Raiders. I fought for him for many years to get him in the hall, and he finally will make it this year. But unfortunately, he died before the voting. Sad ending, one of the greatest clutch performances in NFL history. Well, I'm going to mention former New York Giants star Frank Gifford, Pro Bowl players a defensive back, uh, halfback, receiver, and he's a Hall of Fame inductee. Uh, Frank was also six-time All-Pro League MVP and League Comeback Player of the Year. You know that, but you also know that he was more than that. After retiring, he helped catapult the NFL into the most watched pro sport in the U.S. as part of that Monday night crew with Howard Cosell and Don Meredith. Unforgettable. And so was Frank Gifford. He was 84. Yeah, like uh, Stabler, Dick Stanfill uh, will be a member of the class of 2016 posthumously. The senior committee felt so strongly about him and his worthiness as a blocker that he became the first and only three-time nominee, finally getting him uh, through in this class of 2016. He played seven seasons in the 50s, went to the Pro Bowl in five of them, and earned a spot on the NFL All-Decade team. He was 87. Goose, you presented Dick Stanfield at the Hall of Fame, didn't you? Yes, sir. Yeah, Ron, 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 Ron and I both took swings at it. Yeah, Ron took Stabler. Uh, congratulations to both of you guys. Too bad they weren't here to... Uh, to get up on stage. Ronnie, who's next? Well, speaking of uh, Stanfield, a guy that he would uh, know well passed away as well, Doug Atkins, who's one of the NFL's greatest pass rushers and probably one of its most vicious defenders. He was a 10-time All-Pro player. He's on two uh, NFL championship teams, a member of the 60s All-Decade team, and a guy so proficient as a player that despite playing only three seasons at the end of his career with the Saints, they retired his number. And fittingly, on the last play of his career, what did he do? He sacked Steeler quarterback Dick Shiner, gave him a Shiner, and preserved a victory for the Saints. Doug passed away at 85. Well, I'm going to mention uh, someone who's not in the Hall of Fame, but I think should be. That's former New York Jets tackle Winston Hill. He was a four-time All-AFL pick, 
He's also a four-time Pro Bowler, and he was so overpowering as a blocker that we know what happened in Super Bowl three. They ran behind him for a touchdown, Matt Snell. He also was so good that Hall of Fame coach Bill Parcells on this show about a year and a half ago, he called him the second best player in the Jets Super Bowl three team. Remember that goose? He said, you know, I went to camp and I saw Joe Namath. He go, oh, he's great, but who's that guy over there? It was Winston Hill. Uh, the Jets retired his number and they put him in their ring of honor. Uh, Winston Hill was 74. And also, let's not forget John David Crow. The Hall of Fame process failed him. He was one of six running backs named to the 1960s All-Decade team, but the only one not enshrined in Canton. He never even got into the room to have his case heard as a finalist. Nearly, He was a power runner, won a Heisman Trophy at Texas A&M, is enshrined in the College Football Hall of Fame. Uh, he played for the Eagles, and, or excuse me, the Cardinals and the 49ers in the NFL, and he was uh, 79. And, you know, two other guys that we have to acknowledge uh, with Frank Gifford, you always connect him with who? Concrete Charlie, Seth McNerick, uh, yeah. uh, the last two-way player in NFL history. He passed away at 89. And the great offensive lineman from San Francisco, Bob St. Clair, who played every one of his home games in the same place from high school through the NFL, Keysar Stadium. San Francisco guy, played in 189 games. When he retired, they said, heck, let's name the stadium after him. It's now Bob St. Clair Stadium. He was 84. Well, that is the signal that we're almost out of time, so we're going to the two-minute drill where Rick again asks, Ron and I answer, and Derek Burns, you're keeping the time, so let's get started. The NFL draft has been in Chicago the last two years. Where should the league stage the 2017 draft? Philadelphia. If they boo Santa, can you imagine what they do with the commish? Come on, bring it on. There you go. I say bring it to Vegas. Johnny Manziel can be guest bouncer at the after party. <laughs> the Dolphins are using Larry Zonka as their pitch man for the 2019 Super Bowl. L.A. was in the mix. They got the 2012 game. Who would you have selected as your pitch man for L.A.? Clayton Kershaw. Best pitch man anywhere. Angelina Jolie would do nicely. <laughs> Is there a better offensive trifecta in the NFL today than Pittsburgh's Roethlisberger, Le'Veon Bell, and Antonio Brown? Yes, there is. Judge Borges and Goslin, guaranteed to be offensive. <laughs> I like it. Matt Ryan, Devontae Freeman, and Julio Jones. I'm projecting here. Was the money better spent in free agency quarterback on $72 million Brock Osweiler or $21 million Chase Daniel? Neither. Goose, you'll love this one. I like the $3 million spent on Michigan State's Connor Cook. Nice. nice. Wow, you get paid for that? It better be the $72 million on Osweiler or somebody's getting fired in Houston. True or false, the NFL donated $30 million to the National Institute of Health to conduct a study on head injuries and wanted Ted Wells as the lead investigator. True. If you don't like it, there's a four-game suspension waiting for you. False. They wanted Mr. Magoo. They were taking no chances. Who was the better middle linebacker, Willie Lanier or Ray Lewis? Dick Buckus. Ooh, good one. Willie Lanier. He never wore an orange jumpsuit because of his assault. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo figures to start the first four games of New England season in Tom Brady's absence against Arizona, Miami, Houston, and Buffalo. How many does he win? None. Now, how many does New England win? Two. Guy's peeking over my shoulder. None, you're right. Adrian Peterson, Norm Peterson, or Fritz Peterson? Sloan Peterson, a.k.a. Mia Sarah, in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. You knew what you were doing when you woke up this morning, didn't you? Oh, God. <laughs> Take it easy, Clark. Oh, Fritz Peterson, a fun guy at a swap meet. That's the end of the game. 
We want to thank Fred Arbanis, Carl Peterson, not Fritz Peterson, and Bob Moore for joining us. Derek Burns for producing us and you for listening to us. We want to get to this or any other podcast. Just go to our website, talkoffamenetwork.com, or dial us up on iTunes or your podcast app. Otherwise, listen at this time and on this station next week. We'll catch you then. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC.com. If your computer runs slowly and whose computer doesn't, just go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software to cure what may be ailing your PC. That's MyCleanPC.com. Music is with us wherever we go, whoever we're with. The sounds we share bring us together. Like the sound and feel of a Casio 88-key digital piano, just $2.99. Listen to your favorite song on a pair of AKG K52 headphones, just $29. Or strike a chord with Ernie Ball strings, three packs for $10. This Memorial Day weekend, find your sound at Guitar Center, in-store and online. When you're a kid, monsters live under your bed. When you're a grown-up, monsters come in the mail. You know, bills. But by refinancing your mortgage with Quicken Loans, you could save hundreds of dollars each month. Money you can use to shrink those monstrous bills down to a size that's not nearly as scary. Call 800-QUICKEN or visit us at quickenloans.com. Again, that number is 800-QUICKEN. Buy in. Quicken Loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Hi, Tom Bodette. Seems like everyone's got an idea for a startup. From innovations like laundry sharing to startups that help other startups start up. Well, rather than starting up, Motel 6 is starting fresh by renovating rooms nationwide, still for the lowest price of any national chain. It's a smart place to invest your capital every time you venture. Unlike my cat cologne startup, fail. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. Yeah, your toilet's definitely clogged, but I think I found the problem. Sir, is this your action figure? Yes. I sent him in to check out the pipes. As a small business owner, you've got enough to deal with. Let the experts at Progressive insure your business so you can focus on more important things. With over 30 commercial auto and business coverage options, we'll build a plan that's right for you. Um, I got something else. Are these toy cars? Had to send in backup. Visit ProgressiveCommercial.com to get started. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates.